Welcome to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? With your host, Louisa Barton. I want to be a famous rider. Presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Truth is, I help horses with people problems. Now here's the Brit with the bit, Louisa Barton! Yeah, baby! Yeah. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Live Oak International for the Horse Talk Show this week. Most of our segments are going to cover this incredible equestrian event in its 30th year. The only one in the United States of America with this level of combined driving and Grand Prix jumping. Absolutely the most exciting weekend, the most beautiful weather. You cannot come to a more beautiful venue than Live Oak International where you get to see really exciting driving on Saturday morning. You get to see the Budweiser Clydesdales on Friday and on Sunday here. Very exciting. Visit them in the stalls. Watch them in action in the ring on Friday and on Sunday. Going to start off with a little bit of news. Very sadly, Catherine Morell and her horse Kerry On passed away at the Rockingham Ranch at the event at the three-day eventing. Very sad. A rotational fall um, and lost the horse and the rider. Lots of prayers and thoughts going out to her family and everybody connected um, to them. Very, very sad. Um, we're always very sad to see this happen in any sport, um, but um, certainly a very sad day uh, in Florida this week for them. Uh, on a brighter note, um, at the Kentucky Derby in 2019, last year, uh, a very exceptional $16,000 claiming horse uh, actually took the lead and ran an incredible race. Good old maximum security. He was then the first horse in 145 years to be disqualified for an infraction. Everybody said he would have never won the race if he hadn't had the infraction. Many said that's not true. He's an incredible horse. We're going to see him come back and do so much more. Last weekend in a very exciting uh, conclusion of the Saudi Cup, uh, the $20 million inaugural running of the Saudi Cup. And guess who won it? Good old maximum security. Go, Max. We were very excited. The finish, so close with Midnight Bisou, um, an absolutely amazing, beautiful, wonderful mare um, coming in that close second with Mike Smith on board. But I'd say that Maximum Security has proved himself and is redeemed indeed after that incredible race. News out yesterday that he will not stay overseas for the Dubai World Cup. He will come back stateside as Midnight Bisou will also. Mucho Gusto, um, who ran third, trained by Bob Baffert, will go on and run in the Dubai World Cup. I have to say I think Maximum Security has uh, definitely redeemed himself and doesn't need to run in the Dubai World Cup to prove himself and I'm absolutely rather glad that he's returning home hopefully going to get a little bit of a rest in preparation for the Breeders' Cup and wouldn't it be an incredible year if he closed it out winning the Breeders' Cup Classic after proving himself in this incredible race against the best of the best. Led to begin with by Mucho Gusto out in the front, trained by Bod Baffert. He caught up some ground. Midnight Bisou coming all the way from the back into the win. 
That's her update in racing. Of course, as we look forward now towards the Kentucky Derby, we're watching those prep races as they go on, watching those horses. Uh, Dennis's moment didn't have such a good weekend, but we may see him back for more. We'll see what happens there. But following those horses, always recommend following Steve Haskin and watching those Derby Dozen over the next couple of months. Of course, we'll be live in Kentucky for the weekend of the Kentucky Derby, and um, we'll be bringing you all of the news on that moving forward. Again, back to this very exciting weekend here at Live Oak International. You have no excuses not to be out here March 5th through the 8th. This incredible sporting event, the best of the best. 14 countries represented and competing here this weekend. It's going to be very, very exciting whether you love the driving or you love the Grand Prix jumping. It's all here. Uh, wonderful Mary Phelps, dear friend of ours, uh, and Wayne Humphreys will be here competing. Um, and we'll be excited to see her ponies uh, in action this weekend. Of course, Chester Weber, the Grand Marshal of the Horse Capital Parade this Saturday, will also be competing, the number one driver in the United States of America. Also, him and his sister um, are our presenting sponsors with Live Oak International as the sponsor of the Horse Capital Parade, which is this Saturday, the Vendor Village. We'll open up at 1 o'clock with free stagecoach rides. We're excited to have a meet a horse, make a friend zone. Uh, we've also got kids' activities, balloon making, face painting. Pappy from Pappy Land will be there drawing horses for people. We've got a beer garden, 100% going to charity, uh, sponsored by Tri-Eagle, Gentle Carousel Miniature Therapy Horses. Uh, we'll be taking care of all of that, and all of the proceeds from that will be going to Gentle Carousel, who visit 25,000 sick and dying adults and children a year in hospitals, rehabs and hospices as well as disaster scenes um, and this weekend, this Saturday you'll be able to be in downtown Ocala meet and greet live horses stop in the beer garden where we're going to have some live karaoke you can also visit the vendor village we'll have tax shack of ocala the polo players from the villages are coming with a fake polo horse to teach you how to play polo we'll have an info booth free programs and flags for the countries represented the uh the parade itself will open up with the historic 1859 stagecoach which will be giving free rides beginning at one o'clock ending at three he will lead the parade followed by over 80 horses the grand finale at 5 30 will be the budweiser clydesdales as they sweep the streets of downtown ocala it'll be the most exciting event coupled with live oak international this weekend you cannot beat the equestrian activities. Whether you're a horse person or not, you'll enjoy both events very much. So make sure you squeeze in your visit to Live Oak International on Saturday morning. Watch some of the most exciting combined driving in the world and follow that in the afternoon with a visit to the Vendor Village in downtown Ocala. Meet and greet some real horses. We're going to have Mustangs, miniatures. We've got a couple of Percheron, some Dales ponies, critically endangered, that will be there on the square at one o'clock. Come and visit them. Watch the parade step off at 4.30 and do not miss the grand finale of the Budweiser Clydesdales. It's going to be a very exciting weekend in the horse capital of the world, proving why indeed we are that. Represented uh, over 45 breeds in the parade. We have 62 in Marion County. So you're going to get to see a large number of horses. Appaloosas, quarter horses, uh, Florida crackers, Percheron. We've got a Clyde light. 
That's like a Bud Light. That's a small version of a Clydesdale, a new breed. Uh, very excited to see that as well. So please come downtown and join us on Saturday. Make sure you're at Live Oak International this weekend. That's the end of our news segment coming up. We have several interviews with the handlers, the Budweiser Clydesdales themselves. Lots and lots of details about what they do with the horses, the grooming, the raising, the training, even the Dalmatian. So please do stay tuned. We also have a special segment uh, with Matt Goach, our farrier for the show. He's going to have sound advice with Matt. And um, we're going to chat to him a little bit about hoof care. And uh, we'll, we're thrilled to share with you all weekend long. Make sure you're on the Horse Talk Show on Facebook as we continue to share with you the goings-on this weekend. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about that, and I think that all of you are going to enjoy it. You can also go to Zeocast, where we will be live streaming your parade for you worldwide. You'll be able to find that. So you can enjoy it even if you're not here. We'll be back on the Horse Talk Show in just a few minutes. I'm Louisa Barton at Live Oak International. Are you ready for 10 weeks of excitement for the Hit Socala Winter Circuit? Whether you've made Hit Socala your home away from home for the season or you're just joining us for a few weeks, we're excited to have you. Spectators can look forward to great season highlights, including bi-weekly Grand Prix and a season pass for only $20. Find your top game at Hit Socala this winter. For more information, hitshows.com. This show is presented by Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital, one of the top equine hospitals in the USA with services including ambulatory, surgery, sports medicine, reproduction, and with doctors on call 24 hours a day. Check them out now at petersonsmith.com. The opinions of the hosts and guests on the Horse Talk Show are not necessarily that of Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. This show is brought to you in part by DAC Vitamins and Minerals of Florida. All horses need a solid immune system, excellent joint support, a healthy gut, and DAC has all the vitamins and minerals they need with the NASC stamp of approval. So like them on Facebook now or go to feeddac.com. DAC, it makes a world of difference. This show is brought to you in part by Horse Boxes USA, the newest and most advanced way to safely transport your horses in style. Horse Boxes USA comes standard with a backup camera, horse cabin camera, and dual fans. Visit them at JJ Tack Shop on Highway 40 in Ocala or online at horseboxesusa.com. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital in Ocala, Marion County, Florida, the horse capital of the world. I'm sitting here with Dr. Adam Kayot, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some cold weather concerns that we have with our horses. Uh, Tom said to me, uh, where else can you have four seasons in a week? And uh, we had four seasons last week. We had leaves falling. We had 80 degree weather. Then we had absolutely freezing cold and we had rain. Um, so we really had a combination of all of those. And that's not easy on a horse. Um, they, they can't adjust as fast and especially if they're living outdoors and the temperature's dramatically changing, maybe they're not drinking as much, uh, things change. So I'm going to talk to Dr. Adam Kayot now about the things that he sees that concern him the most with horses when we have this uh, change in weather so rapidly. 
Right. Well, well, the, typically the the main thing we see in a huge fluc- fluctuation of of you know warm to cold weather is that horses don't drink. They just stop. They don't drink. And why don't they drink? Well, I think that part of the reason they don't drink is it's not as hot, so they aren't expending. They aren't sweating. They aren't you know they aren't being uh, in you know their body's not telling them they need to drink as much. Um, the other thing is. I think on some horses, horses are kind of prima donnas, some of them. So <laughs> the water gets cold. They don't want to stick their nose in the water, you know, especially when they, you know, they're used to a Florida kind of thing where the water's never really cold. Um, so that discourages them from um, drinking. Then on top of that, typically in the winter, horse owners are feeding more hay, more dry forage. The grass has less you know, less moisture in it. Everything leads to them not intaking as much moisture. When that happens, as the food stuff travels through the digestive system and moisture gets pulled out of it um, by the body, then you have classic setup for colic and impaction type colic specifically. Um, It's classic. Uh, I see it all the time. I'm actually dealing with a a patient currently that I looked at last night, same thing. Um, so what I tell people is if you're, if, if depending on what kind of hay you feed, that's great. Even in the winter months, you may want to just wet it down. Even if you haven't before, um, try to avoid, if you can just throwing a big round bale of hay out, that's free choice. Some a lot of horses do just fine on it. But a lot of them overeat and they don't drink enough, especially in the winter months. And it's just prime time for, for impaction colics. Um, Comment there on the, on the hay, something that I've been doing for years and it seems to work, is if you buy the compressed bale of alfalfa, especially if you do feed alfalfa, the compressed bale, they really have to work hard to get it's like a block i mean it's you know you could you could knock someone out on it and and if it really is hard to get it so they have to eat it slowly so if you want them to have something out there and they can have alfalfa that slow feed block is all the slow feed bags also work the hay bags if you don't want them to eat too much and then you can hose that down right that, that's a very good point the, you know the if they can eat smaller you know take smaller bites and they're not gorging number one it takes them longer so they get through the it take they eat less during the day because it takes them longer as opposed to your typical round bell where they can just basically bury their head into it and you know never come up for air you know so they're like you know smorgasbording it out you know all day long um so yeah that's a very good point um and and the other thing I, I I tell people to do is if they if they don't have a, a salt lick available, to have a salt lick available because if they're licking on the salt that will encourage them to to drink you know afterwards, and and try to get you know as much fluids in them as as you can. Um, a, a lot of people don't like this because it makes a mess, but I actually make my horses feed into a porridge night and morning every day and when it's cold I put warm water so that they they and then I know that when they ate they got 
a big wet slop. And then I also add a pinch of salt in their feed night and morning when it gets cold as well. So there's a couple things that I've tried. They seem to be working, so that's good. Right, absolutely. Any of those things that encourage them to, you know, to, to intake more water is, is the name of the game. You know, that way I'm not either, A, having to pump water through an NG tube or giving IV fluids, you know, and that sort of thing. And, and you know, you know what they say, an ounce of prevention, right, goes a long way. So... Um, any any of those things that you can do, um, that's great. Um, so I, I would encourage horse owners to be aware of that, think of that, and and think of these guys that are especially living down here when it can be eighty degrees, and then two days later it's twenty nine degrees. You know, it it it, it really is. It's kind of difficult on them, and um, I think I think horse owners need to be you know, cognizant of that and, and, and not just think, oh, they're fine kind of deal. So just, just be aware of everything that you can do as far as that goes. Yes, I know. I speak to people who say to me, oh, it's going to be terribly cold tonight. I'm doubling up on the hay and they're out there giving the horses because it does warm them up. Munching on the hay keeps them, their metabolism going and it keeps them warmer. But the problem is if you go and increase or double hay and they've then reduced the amount of water they're drinking, you're going to get very, very much dry and uh, in, through the bowels going to get very dry right so then you're worried about the impaction how many uh, is it a good percentage of impaction colics that you can resolve at the farm if they caught early enough or do you see a lot of those impaction colics have to come in to the hospital i would say over 90 percent you can resolve at the farm so um just depending on how bad they're blocked, you know, and that, that can, that goes through the exam and the, you know, the, the, the symptoms that the horse or horse is giving, but, um, 90, probably over 90% of, of those types of colics can be resolved in the, at the farm. It might take a couple days, but, um, you certainly don't have to, um, you know, take it in, take the horse into the clinic at, at, uh, you know, at, all the time obviously um i'm dealing with this one i looked at it yesterday i'm going to look at it today and you know i expect this horse to fully recover it's just going to take you know a little while so that's that that's the you know that's the nuts and bolts of the whole thing but um you know it some things to look out for with an impaction colic obviously the horse could be rolling around thrashing around um trying to get comfortable anything else that you you might note to to indicate that that's coming on so you can catch it quick and get the vet quick right well the the, the main thing is they they may be depending on you know their their pain level but most impactions are not they don't show that severe of a pain response. They might just be laying down more. They might just curl their lip, you know, just show mild uh, signs of discomfort. Just kind of, you know, I always say, well, it's kind of like, you know, if, if, you're, if a person can't use the bathroom, you know, and you just kind of feel bleh, you know, you don't, you don't feel great. That's kind of the way they are. They aren't really painful they're just kind of blah and you might think well they aren't eating they're just they might be kind of depressed you know that sort of thing so so um that's your typical sign it's not necessarily the violent pawing down the, the thrashing may be more a, a gas colic right, perhaps right, an impaction right. might be more it might be more sedate right. but a little more depressed right. and and like you said that curling lip is a sign of of discomfort for sure Absolutely. So, you know, those are all things to be aware of. And, and 
I don't mean to change the subject, but you talking about them eating the hay and keeping warm, that's another thing that people don't see very often down here is, and when they do, it can be uh, rather alarming, is horses, when they do get cold, they shiver, right? They'll shiver and shake. And I've had, I've you know, over my 18 years, almost 19 years, I've had people call He's standing there shaking. Well, he's shaking because he's cold. He's just, there. you know, the horse is shivering, and they will do that. So be aware. Think of that. Even though we're in, we're in Florida, if it gets down to 29 degrees, the horses we have down here don't have the coats that they have in Minnesota. You know, you don't see that up there because they have coats to keep, you know, their hair keeps them warm. And, and that especially happens if it happens to rain and they get wet. And then it gets chilly, like today would be a day that that, that would happen if it rained on them, and then they're gonna start they're gonna start shaking. So if you see that, think, oh, it's kind of chilly, and and particularly the horse is wet. That's them shivering. So try to warm them up, put a blanket on, and you know try to try to do that. And, and, and if you can provide a shelter in the field if your horses are turned out, that's what I do for my old boys, so they have somewhere they can get under. Got to wrap this one up with Dr. Kayot here at Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. Hits returns to Post Time Farm for the 39th annual Hits Ocala Winter Circuit, featuring even more hunter and jumper competition in the horse capital of the world. Spectators can look forward to even bigger Grand Prix taking place every Sunday. Tickets are available for only $10 or purchase a season pass for just $20. The season pass grants admission for one adult to all 10 Sunday Grand Prix at HITS Post Time Farm. Our Facebook broadcast sponsor is Larson Farms. The Larson Farms mission is simple, to be the leader in quality and value. Richard, owner of Larson Farms, is committed to a positive attitude, integrity, dedication, quality and teamwork. Larson Farms is committed to being your supplier of Idaho's finest alfalfa, a complete line of mixed and grass hay. Larson Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. This show is brought to you in part by Seminole Feed Stores, family owned since 1934, manufacturing fixed formula horse feeds with mindful monitoring and quality ingredients right here in Ocala in an all-natural, non-medicated feed mill. Seminole Feed, simply the world's best and safest feed. Like them on Facebook now or find them at SeminoleFeed.com. This show is sponsored in part by All In Removal. Like jockey and horse, shavings delivery and manure removal go together naturally and are the green natural solution too. All In Removal offers a great way to save you money combining the two services of quality pine shavings delivery and manure container rental and removal. Great service, great quality, and the green choice too. Like All In Removal on Facebook now or go to allinremoval.com for more information. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Back on the Horse Talk Show, presented by Palm Chevrolet. Thank you very much to Larson Farms, our broadcast sponsor, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm Louisa Barton, your host in the studio, with my co-host, Paulette Stout, top question. And we also have Matt Gage here, and we are talking sound advice with Matt. Uh, We're covering some real beginner 
um, topics to start with, just to get you started understanding the horse's uh, hoof and, and the importance of the care and having a good farrier. And one of the topics that we want to cover to begin with is how you choose a farrier. So let's say you just moved to Ocala and you're trying to make a decision on who to use. Um, one of the things is if you have some very reputable friends and you see that their horse's feet are very well taken care of, that is a, uh, a great referral uh, option that you can ask as long as you see work that you like and they're impressed. That's usually a, a, a good way to choose a farrier, especially if you're new uh, to the area. But if you don't have that, or maybe you have friends whose horse's feet look terrible, uh, you're trying to figure out what to do. Maybe you're on Google, um, which can be quite worrying. Uh, what are some of the things that can, can help you, you think, choosing a farrier? So if you have a farrier come out and comes to look at your horses and, and you don't feel that confidence that you know that you need to have. What are some questions that somebody can ask a farrier that would really be telling as to whether that farrier might be qualified? It's kind of a loaded question because yes, I, I, I really don't <laughs> trust anyone that's how I got into this business. Is, um, I grew up training myself uh, underneath my aunt and uh, I learned how to do the brood mares and I studied underneath um, our uh, farrier, Jim Laufenberg out of Wisconsin. And um, so after my military service and I got back into horses, I ran into that. I had a lot of, you know, they, they were reputable uh, local farriers that everyone recommended and I went and cried to my aunt and I said, I just can't find one because they just won't do my thoroughbred right. And she, scolded me. She says, me and Jim did not teach you how to trim and shoe your own horses at a young age so you could be in this position. And she had all my um, trimming tools and she sent them to me uh, where I was stationed at the time and um, started doing all my horses. And then people, like you said, you start seeing um, other people's feet and they're like, hey, I really like the way those feet look. And the people start asking me, be like, hey, who does your feet? And it's like, well, I do them on my own because I just, I, I have a specific way I want them done. And so that's how I kind of built the clientele. But when you start asking people, um, I would be frank with the farrier that you're talking to. Um, have a good conversation before. Uh, tell them the concerns um, that your horse has. Um, what is his daily activities? Um, what is his living conditions, whether it's pasture or install? Um, what are some of the issues you've had in the past with fairs? Uh, why are you looking for a new fairy and why did your previous What were you fair? not happy with? Yeah, yes. what were you not happy with? <laughs> and I would really pay attention to how he answers that, but not only that, how you feel. So um, there is many reputable farriers out there that will be able to service your horses, but there's also a relationship basis that you have with your farrier, because he's going to come out every six weeks, which I'm kind of a math number guy, that's 6.6 .6 times a year. Yeah, you want to be able to communicate. Yes. Yes. I found a lot of problems with, with just interviewing farriers because, you know, I went to, when I went to Kentucky Farrier School, and I had already been a horseman, and I have an animal science degree, and a lot of other, you know, information and knowledge skill then i found the people that were in there were basically not horsemen and they were becoming a farrier first so therefore they had really no real experience with horses you know even with confirmation or, or any kind of science so again 
you get all different walks of life that become fearers because they want to make money and they they think sometimes that's the best way to make money and that may be true for some but um, that being said you really want to know their background on you know were they trainers did they ride their own horses were, you know did they grow up with horses did, did they go to school yes, did right. they go to a school to be able to learn things and and one of the biggest keys to this is don't rely on somebody else you need to educate yourself you exactly. need to understand confirmation. You need to understand the way the foot is made. You need to understand the difference in the breeds. That's the why you're watching in, the show, right? The difference <laughs> in the way. You know, We're going to teach you all that. Thoroughbreds have underslung heels. Draft horses are different. Gypsy vanners are different. Quarter horses are different. You know, gated horses, they all have a little bit different foot. Well, you know what I liked needs. about Matt today? So Matt came and did my horse's feet this afternoon. You know what I liked about Matt is he didn't brush off anything I said like it wasn't like he didn't even like he looked at me and like responded like i said sonny's 35 he's had some stifle issues he's got some arthritis he got his quick cut on one of his feet by another farrier and he's very sensitive about picking up that foot i gave him some happy dac stuff before he got there thank you yeah you're welcome like and we did him last and i told him look i gave him some happy dac um, syringe of, of mm -hmm. you know I'm gonna smile when I get my feet done stuff mm -hmm. and I said let's do him last because you know I wanted to that to kick well, those in. Those are important things because he it's the age, yeah. the breed and you know what you're gonna do with that animal it makes a big difference as opposed to a yearling or two-year-old yeah. or one. And then the mini he did the mini and the mini founded not with me but a long time ago right. and I told him that and he said well you know you know I knew he was overdue he needed his feet done and, and he said, well, yeah, but we're not going to take off a lot this time because I don't want to make him uncomfortable. We'll just take off this much and, and let's keep him and keep that, him sound, and you as, know? And you know as well as I do, once you start doing horses, you actually learn that horse. Yes, How that do. horse's foot mm -hmm. grows, I won't how get he it right wears. The first time. Yeah, and you're always adjusting because you're adjusting, not only adjusting to that horse as you're learning them, but to what it's doing. Yeah. Whether it's performance, and you're getting not to know. what all the you're problems are. You're getting to know are. that. Exactly. So the next time he comes yeah. back, he knows he's going to remember because he listened yeah. to me I could tell mm -hmm. that he was listening I didn't feel like I'm gonna have to tell you this mm -hmm. next time mm -hmm. I felt like he's storing this he knows this is older he knows this one has trouble getting up mm -hmm. he knows this one is found well, in just the like the, just like the laminitis one you, you can only do so much and then you got to see how far you can mm -hmm. go to, to correct as best as possible is that not true yes and you know I see a lot of people and a lot of fairs um, many people you know need to go that uh, distance of cutting the hoof wall out and um, doing a resection and everything else like that. But I think there's a lot of care that could have been done prior to that to prevent it to get that far. Mm -hmm. um, there's also a responsibility of the owner to be able to do Again. in between um, care. Um, like for instance, you told me that the 36 year old had um, a big issue with thrush. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. So I brought to you um, your attention a product which thankfully you already used. They already had. <laughs> and um, I also explained to you that um, some of the issues that cause with the thrush is um, where it gets trapped underneath the frog is the frog folds over from the pressure because it grows and it can't grow into the ground. Um, so there's a part where it folds over and I showed you how I cut the bars and made a real nice uh, slope to it and then also the frog you know mm -hmm. I allowed it to um, so when the dirt packs into it you know which is mixed with manure and mud and bacteria that it will nicely fold out 
and um, fallout, you know, but you still, as an owner, need to go pick it. I told you every two days to spray that spray in there. Now, when you, as you do that spraying, you clean it all off and you get it around the outside, it will increase the health of uh, the white line, which will not allow a lot of bacteria up there. So great advice. And look, we're at the end of this already went by way too fast. I've got tons more questions, but we're going to have Matt back. The information is up on the screen for you to uh, reach out to Matt. You can find him on Facebook and also on Instagram. Questions um, are greatly appreciated. Yes, loves questions. And actually when, we're, uh, when we have him back on the show, we'll have you texting questions to us and message us. So uh, he'll be back. We've got lots more topics to cover. I'd like to cover thrush at uh, actually more extensively uh, and white line and a number of other things as well as we're gonna cover a lot on laminitis with him and answer a lot of questions for you there. So we're gonna wrap it up. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Sound Advice uh, with Matt, a new segment on the Horse Talk Show. We'll be back with you in just a few minutes. Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. 
I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show, and we are here at Live Oak International today visiting the infamous, legendary, and iconic Budweiser Clydesdales here at Live Oak Stud this weekend for the event running from March 5th to the 8th. Uh, I have the pleasure of visiting with Merlin and his handler, Lane Zonka. We're going to chat a little bit about what it takes to be a Budweiser Clydesdale. Hi, Lane. Uh, tell us, what are the, the color requirements and, and size that's required to qualify for this legendary team? Yeah, so to be a traveling Budweiser Clydesdale, you have to have five traits. So you have to have this beautiful bay color. You have to have four white legs, the white blaze down his face, black mane, tail, and foretop, and be a gelding. And size requirement? Uh, so all of them typically are about 2,000 pounds, and we require them to be at least 18 hands high, which is six foot at the top of their shoulder. So how difficult is that in the search to find the, the right horse for this job? Uh, so we have our own breeding facility, a uh, breeding program that we get from. So every year we uh, foal, you know, 30 to 50 uh, colts every year. So we have a array to choose from. Amazing. Do you get to see them when they're babies? Uh, so all that happens at our uh, breeding farm, which is in Boonville, Missouri. So fortunately I don't, but uh, there's a lot of handlers out there that get to experience it. Now the training process must be quite lengthy for these horses. Yeah, so uh, basically training starts when they're born. Um, when they turn six months old, they'll leave the uh, breeding farm and go to Grant's farm in St. Louis. There they'll stay there till they're three years old and they'll go back to the breeding farm, which is now the driving school for them. And so they'll be there for about a year to year and a half. And usually they'll come out here about five years old. Wow. Now, for you as a handler, how long is the process and, and what details do you have to learn to do this job? Um, so basically, we're looking for someone who has horse knowledge, first of all. Um, you also have to have your Class A CDL because all of us drive the three semis that travel around with us and uh, have to be over 21. So if you got those, then you can come out and work for us. And then learning, did you learn to drive before you, you learned with the Budweiser Clydesdale? Yeah, so I grew up with draft horses uh, my whole life, so grew up doing it and came out here and had to wait a little bit, but got my opportunity and now I'm doing it. What kind of experiences? It must be a lot of traveling, right? Yeah, so um, we travel anywhere from 300 to 320 days out of the year. Uh, we're the East Coast Hitch based out of Merrimack, New Hampshire. So we go all up and down the East Coast, Mideast area, um, doing anything that's sponsored by Budweiser, whether it be concerts, fairs, festivals, horse shows, you know, you name it, we're there. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit about what's going on here this weekend and why you're in the horse capital of the world. Yeah, so we're here at Live Oak Invitational at the Horse Show. We'll also be at the Horse Capital Parade here in Ocala. So uh, if you're here in the area, come out and see us. So the horses are here now through Sunday or, or probably leaving early Monday? Yeah, so we'll be here till Sunday for the last horse show and we'll be heading out Monday morning. And people can come around the barn here, visit, meet the horses? Yes, we set up here in this tent. We got all 10 horses set up in their stalls. We'll have the wagon out. Come out and see them, see our two dogs. It'll be a fun time. Now tell us, you travel with 10 horses, right? Yep, 10 horses. Um, the reason for 10, is it so some can rest? Yeah, so we, we hook eight when we hook them to the wagon here. Um, that being said, we give two horses the day off. So we give them, we rotate them out. So. Um, we also have a couple horses that are on vacation, so those 
three to four horses will get any a couple months out of the year uh, vacation way more time than we do <laughs> <laughs> now tell us about their luxurious uh, traveling I know a lot of people say wow they're on the road so much years and um, days of the year rather so uh, I know they kind of travel like kings right yeah so we got uh, three big red semi trucks are basically billboards on wheels um, it's cool to see us kind of going down the road in a convoy. Um, you get a lot of people taking pictures of us. Uh, so there's two horse trailers that carry the horses, and the last semi will carry the harness and wagon in it. Um, all the horse trucks have windows, and they have fans inside there for when it gets hot. And the wagon and harness all has their own area in the third truck. Fantastic. Tell us about Merlin. How old is Merlin, and how long has he been a Budweiser Clydesdale for? Yeah, so this is Berlin. He's eight years old. Uh, he's a uh, wheel horse for us. So that means when we hook up the eight horse hitch, he's the closest to the wagon back there. So he's the biggest and he's the strongest. Uh, he stands 19 hands high. He weighs 2160 and uh, he, he loves what he does. He does. I, I see that. Now, do you get attached to them? I'm sure you do. You travel with them so much. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're basically our co-workers. So you get to know them. Each one of them has a different personality. You realize that you understand it so it's it's fun do you get favorites yeah all of them <laughs> good answer uh anything else that you want to tell us special about the budweiser clydesdales um i mean it's it's a cool thing for me i think when we go out to these shows or people come and see us it's you know something like this um just to see how and all they are when they come and see us um or we go out to a show and you see all these grown-ups and or little kids that are just in shock when they see us you know getting the horses off the truck, prepping them, getting them ready, putting the harness on, hooking them to the wagon and going. You know, it's 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 really a treat. It's incredible. Uh, wonderful. This weekend, uh, we are here at Live Oak International. The event runs March 5th to the 8th here at the Live Oak Stud. Incredible facility. Uh, the only competition like this in the United States of America with combined driving and Grand Prix jumping at the top level. This is the most exciting equestrian event in its 30th year here in the horse capital of the world. What makes it more exciting? The Budweiser Clydesdales are here. And who doesn't love the iconic, legendary Budweiser Clydesdales? You can come out here and watch them and visit with them. Meet all of the team, 10 horses out here uh, at Live Oak International this weekend. You can see them perform here and also in the Horse Capital Parade presented by Live Oak International on March 7th. Stepping off at 4.30 p.m ending at 5.30 p.m. with a grand finale of the Budweiser Clydesdales in all of their glory as they sweep the streets of downtown Ocala. A very, very exciting weekend. The best weekend, in my opinion, of the year to be here in Ocala. Make sure you come out to Live Oak International. Make sure you come visit and meet Merlin. Uh, he's real friendly. Looks like he would get in your lap if he could. Join us this weekend, Live Oak International, and also for the parade downtown. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. 
This show is sponsored in part by Earthsong Ranch, improving and restoring health since 1998 for the health of your horses, dogs, and cats with natural probiotic-based supplements, herbal dewormers, all-natural fly sprays, joint supplements, plus Earthsong Ranch is a great resource for health information. Find Earthsong Ranch on Facebook or at earthsongranch.com. This show is brought to you in part by Tack Shack of Ocala, the horse lover's candy store proudly offering customer halters, race tack, whips, blinkers, belts, dog collars and more. Tack Shack of Ocala, one-stop shopping for all your horse needs. This hour of the Horse Talk Show is presented by Palm Chevrolet in Ocala, where the entire team is committed to making your experience in sales and services hassle-free and easier than ever, with no games or gimmicks. Come in and visit on Southwest College Road or online at palmchevrolet.com. A second-to-none experience with all the amenities. Palm Chevy, find new roads. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show. You never heard of a talking horse? Well, listen to this. <laughs> with your host, Louisa Barton. What does it feel like to be in love with a horse? Presented this hour by Palm Chevrolet, your hometown Chevy store. Now, here's your pretty, pretty Louisa Barton. You're fab, you're switched on, you're a bit of all right. Yes. <laughs> I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at Live Oak International with the Budweiser Clydesdales. This weekend is the in most incredible equestrian event in its 30th year, the only one in the United States of America of this type. Four in hand, combined driving, Grand Prix jumping, some of the top equestrians from all around the world will be here. And to make it even more exciting, we have the Budweiser Clydesdales here for your enjoyment, for you to come and visit and meet and watch in action, not only at Live Oak International, but also in the parade downtown presented by Live Oak International. I'm here with Merlin. I also have Lane Zonka. Uh, with me. He is a handler here with the Budweiser Clydesdales. We've been talking a little bit um, about them and I want to start off with the history of the Budweiser Clydesdales and then we're going to try and switch it over to Mary if we can get her to cooperate. Uh, Lane, tell us a little bit about the history of the Budweiser Clydesdales. I know there's a, there's a, a big history and of course uh, most of America loves Budweiser beer so um, tell us a little bit about the prohibition and how the Budweiser Clydesdales are so commemorative with that. Yeah, so the Clydesdales came about. Um, August Bush Jr. bought his father, August Bush Sr., a six-horse hitch at Clydesdales as a gift. Um, this was before Prohibition. Uh, so when Prohibition was repealed, they delivered the first case of Budweiser to the White House, to FDR. Um, a couple years later, we added two more horses to make an eight-horse hitch and been doing it ever since. How exciting is that? And that's a, a wonderful thing to be associated with. I'm sure there was a lot of celebrating. Oh, for sure, yeah. It, it, it hit and uh, everybody kind of celebrated down there. Now, uh, almost as famous as the horses are the dogs, of course, the Dalmatian. Uh, Mary, maybe come over here and cooperate, perhaps. Uh, Mary, do you want to come over? Um, we'd love to talk to you. So, um, Mary is a, is a purebred Dalmatian. How old is Mary? So, Mary just turned two. Uh, we travel with two of them. We have her sister as well, Lily, who's one. So she's young. Obviously, she's been through a lot of training to stay up on the hitch with you. 
Yeah, so we get them at about 12 weeks old. Uh, we'll get them that young so they can be accommodated with the horses, be accommodating with riding up on the wagon. Uh, we'll always have a trainer dog with them when we get a puppy. So they'll both sit up there and they can learn from each other and uh, learn how to present themselves up there. So tell us a little bit about the Dalmatian breed and, and why that breed was chosen. So back in the 1950s, Budweiser introduced the Dalmatian to guard the wagon and horses. So when the drivers got off to make beer deliveries, they would make sure nobody would mess with them. Uh, after that, they started riding up on the wagon and looking beautiful and been doing it ever since as well. That's incredible. Now, does it take a long time to train a dog to do that? And do you have spe a special team of dog handlers that do that? Uh, so we all kind of uh, train the dogs ourselves. Um, and it takes a while for them to get accommodated just because, you know, this isn't just a regular life they live. Um, they get to live kind of the uh, the celebrity life. Uh, seeing all these people, definitely got to be accommodated with people, be accommodated with their co-workers, the horses, uh, riding them with the wagon. So it takes a little bit, but once they get it, they got it. And this breed is obviously uh, horse-friendly, people-friendly, and, and obedient. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got to be. Yeah. See if we can get over Mary. Mary, are you going to come over? Mary, we'd like to meet you on camera if we can. Um, she's very beautiful. Are there any requirements? I mean, obviously you like a lot of spots, right? Yeah, uh, so we're, we have specific breeders that we use um, to get the black and white spots on them. Thank you. There we go. Hi, Mary. Can you get on camera? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Girl. She's yeah. amazing. Yeah, for sure. So you use certain breeders to get the color that you want? Mm -hmm. Yep. So. Uh, Mary and Lily both look very similar. Uh, they both have black ears, black eyes. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell them apart sometimes. <laughs> yeah, maybe only size a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Mary's just a little bit bigger because she's older. But uh, as soon as Lily grows a little more, it's going to be a lot more challenging to... Uh... <laughs> that was very cooperative. <laughs> Lovely. So what is their traveling life like? Do they stay with the handlers while you're on the road? Uh, so they'll stay overnight. They always stay with the horses. Um, and then we have specific stalls in the horse trucks as well for them to ride along in. Again, you must get quite attached traveling the way you do with, with the horses. Oh yeah, I mean, you're, you're with them you know, all the time, so it's kind of hard not to. And how long did you say you've been traveling with Budweiser? Uh, I've been traveling for three years, been with Budweiser for four. I started out at Grant's Farm, which is a secondary uh, training farm in St. Louis. So after about a year there, I came out on the road. Wow, what an incredible life. Tell me about some of the events you go to. Obviously, you do a lot of parades. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, we'll do anything from you know the World Series to we were just down in the Super Bowl in Miami. Um, do a lot of concerts, um, parades, uh, state fairs, you name it, we'll be there. What's one of the most exciting moments that you've ever had while you've been traveling with Budweiser? Um, there's, there's a lot of them. Um, I'd say there's been a couple... I think the coolest thing for me is when we go to like small towns, um, they really get the word out and everybody comes out because we might not go there all the time. So uh, when they come out, they cause quite the uproar when we come through. So it's really fun to see everybody out. Well, we're not really a small town anymore, but I think there's going to be quite an uproar this weekend. How do you like our weather? Uh, Ocala is great. Uh, we kind of stay down here in the south during winter, you know, <laughs> stay warm. And uh, but no, the weather is fantastic. It's going to be all weekend. So should be fun. Now you're not the only team. There's two or three teams? Yes, there's three traveling teams just like us. So us East Coast, you have one based out of St. Louis, Midwest team, and you have one out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and that's West Coast. So they have everything you see with us, they have. Wonderful. And it is, how do you get chosen to come here? Depends on which coast you're on? 
Yeah, so yeah, just whichever uh, area show that we need to go to is which hitch goes. So tell us what we might see here at Live Oak International as far as, uh, can we get a little sneak peek into what you'll be doing here? Yeah, so um, on Friday and Sunday, we'll be going in the ring and doing a couple laps uh, at a trot, so you'll be able to see us in action there, and then the uh, Horse Capital Parade on Saturday. Wonderful, and uh, excited about seeing all the, the crowds that are going to be real excited about you, I'm sure. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. Uh, I've never seen this stuff in person, so I'm excited to see all this stuff. You know, People are excited to come see us. I'm excited to see everything else that goes on. The equestrian sport here is, without a doubt, some of the best I've ever seen in the world. The competition on Saturday morning, the driving, if you've never seen that, it's absolutely amazing to watch. Hopefully you get a break and you get a chance to see some of it. Uh, it's a very, very exciting weekend. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us? Us about the horses maybe we can run through their names really quick yeah so the 10 that we travel with right now this is Merlin um, next to them you have Majestic then you have Lucky La Russa, Phoenix Jack Master Ivan Beck and Bandit and then obviously Mary and Lily the Dalmatians wonderful now I hear Beck came from Grandview here in Ocala somebody told me that the other day so I think that's pretty cool that he got to come back yeah for sure yeah he came from a local guy here yeah, wonderful. Incredible. Well, this weekend is Live Oak International. Um, I'm here with Lane Zonka. Uh, he's one of the handlers here with the most famous horses in the world. Uh, and they are here at Live Oak International this weekend. This event runs March 5th through the 8th. We are going to have chamber weather for you all weekend long. So you have no excuse not to come out and visit uh, and meet the Clydesdales in person. Very exciting to meet these iconic gentle giants. You also can enjoy the best in equestrian sport here this weekend driving and grand prix jumping uh, absolutely incredible facility beautiful rolling hills the best trees you'll see in uh, ocala marion county you can come and watch this amazing sport this weekend enjoy it meet the budweiser clydesdales and you've still got time on saturday afternoon stepping off at 4 30 in the downtown square to see over 88 horses, over 45 breeds of horses in action. The parade will open up downtown with the historic 1859 stagecoach. Uh, we've got a drill team. We've got Gala of the Royal Horses performing for you. We have an additional 50 horses coming through the grand finale at the end of the parade at approximately 5.30 will be these guys, these incredible legendary Budweiser Clydesdales will be taking the streets of Ocala. Also performing here Friday and Sunday. So if you can't make it to the parade, you can come and see them at Live Oak International. You can meet them in person. The most incredible experience you'll ever have in your life. So we're looking forward to seeing you in both places this weekend in one of the most exciting weekends Ocala has to offer. Live Oak International in its 30th year. Make sure you come and see us. I'm Louisa Barton here with Lane Zonka and the Budweiser Clydesdales for the Horse Talk Show. This show is sponsored in part by Innova Wellness Spa, committed to providing the best, most advanced options available in the beauty and wellness for their valued patients. Find them on the web at InnovaWellnessSpa.com or like them on Facebook now to learn more about their non-invasive aesthetic enhancement procedures for the most amazing results. This show is brought to you in part by Summit Joint Performance, promoting a healthy, thick synovial fluid, decreasing inflammation in the joints and improving the cushioning properties of the cartilage pads. All age horses can benefit from Summit Joint Performance.
This show is brought to you in part by New Millennium Realty. Owner and broker Brian Cox loves this community and wants to help you find your place in the horse capital of the world. Like them on Facebook or find them at allfarmsmatter.com. New Millennium Realty, the future of real estate. When you bring your taxes to Liberty Tax, we'll handle it. No matter what you throw at us, no matter what you need, no matter what. And we're so confident we'll do a great job. You'll want to bring us your friends, your family, your loved ones, your neighbors, your co-workers. You may even want to bring us everyone in the world. But please don't. We're not staffed for that. Liberty Tax. Bring it. We'll handle it. Hi, this is Hall of Fame jockey Mike Smith. We're listening to the Horse Talk Show. I'm Louisa Barton with the Horse Talk Show here at Live Oak International visiting the Budweiser Clydesdales. They're going to be here this weekend from March 5th to the 8th. Incredible to watch in action or visit here in the barn like I am today. I have with me one of their handlers, Lane Zonka, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the grooming and harnessing procedures that go on to keep these magnificent giants really clean, especially the white part. Lane, tell us a little bit about some of the, the grooming procedures that go on to keep the Budweiser Clydesdales looking so incredible. Uh, so we typically groom them every day, whether we have a show or not. Um, based on our show schedule, if we do that day is how we groom them. So if we have a show, we will get them out, we curry them with a curry comb, and then vacuum them, brush them off, and comb out their uh, mane and tail. Once that's done, then they'll go to the wash rack where they'll get their feathers nice and white. Uh, after that, they'll go back in their stall till however long until the show starts. Um, then we give ourselves about, oh, 45 minutes before we leave for the event to roll their mane and tail and foretop, braid them up real nice. Then um, once that's done, we'll load them up on the truck and go to the show. Now talk about getting that white white. Mm -hmm. So we have a uh, shampoo and whitener that we'll put in. Um, when we can, we also try to wash the legs, keep ahead of it, keep them nice and white. Uh, put the shampoo in, rinse it in, rinse it out, and then put spray the whitener on. Um, and then let it, the whitener dry on it, and it comes out nice, fluffy, and white, and it also repels dust off of there. Wow. How many hours a day do caretakers spend in grooming on average? Oh, I would say anywhere from three to four just on the horses, um, you know, a couple people doing it. Um, you know, we always want to make them look presentable uh, to the public eye, so uh, they got to look their best. we got to put in the time and effort. Incredible. Um, talk a little bit about some of the, the tack that we have here behind us. We have a harness and a bridle. Yep. So uh, this trailer is the harness trailer. So all the harness rides in here. Um, as you can see, you got the collar here and the bridle as well. Um, the wheel horses, they'll have a britching that goes on them and a back pad. And the front six will have a spider and a back pad that goes on them. So when we get to the show, we will unload the horses one by one. Um, how we line them up. So we go right to left, starting with wheel, body, swing, and lead. Um, and they're on the trucks. And wheel is the closest yep. to, the, to the wagon. Yep, so they have to be the biggest and strongest. Uh, so we'll start with them. They'll come. We'll tie them up to the trailer. We'll groom them again. So we'll brush them off, get all the dust off them, comb out their feathers. Uh, then they'll come here where we have two of us that are harnessing them. So the first thing that comes out is the collar, and it gets put on. It's, the collar is about 60 pounds. 
um, which is nothing to them. It's like putting on a backpack. Um, then we'll put on the bridle. And then after that, the next person will come out and put on the back pad, britchin and or spider. Uh, then we'll get the lines on them and they'll get sent off and go to the wagon. And then the next one will come up and we should kind of have a system. And how many of you does it take to do the whole hitching process? Uh, we can do it with five people. Uh, we do it anywhere from five to seven people. And how long does the whole hitching process from beginning to end take? Uh, we can do it in about 40 minutes. So all eight horses coming out here, getting them groomed, harnessed, and hooked up. That's quite a system. Yeah, we kind of got it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk a little bit about the, now you said the weight, about 60 pounds? Yeah, so that's just the collar alone. So the whole set on the horse is about 135 pounds. Nothing for a horse this size? Mm-mm. No, they weigh, you know, like I said earlier, they weigh about 2,000 pounds. So 130 isn't anything for them. Now, talk about the, the driver. The reins are um, the lines, as you call them. Uh, 40 pounds or so and then with the pressure also of the horse it's like about 75 pounds right yeah so just static weight sitting there without any pressure on is 40 um, once they get going uh, whether it be walking or trotting anywhere from 70 to 80 pounds um, so the lead line that we'll have in our hands it goes over the top of our finger that's line the whole line is 75 foot long so if you were to sit up there and look you know you got it's a ways up there, and it's it's a cool feeling to know that you have control of all eight of them. Wow, that's incredible! Now, uh, is that that must be quite tiring for the for the driver? Obviously, they're they're trained and used to that. But do they take it? Do they take it in turns with the person next to them and get a break? Yeah, for sure. That's why we put two drivers up there because it can get tiring. Um, we just came from Mardi Gras in New Orleans, where we do parades that are five to nine miles long. So uh, <laughs> they're they're very lengthy, and it gets it gets tiring. So take turns passing them off, keeping you fresh. Wonderful. Now you said the horses closest have to be the strongest. They have the the most weight to pull. Um, the team, the the eight horses, obviously they all work together uh, in conjunction with one another. Do you trade out that wheel horse for any of the other horses for different events, or is it always those same horses that do that the biggest job? Uh, so. What we say is typically they can move forward or back one position, and all of them can move left and right. Um, so obviously, Merlin, we met earlier, you're not going to put way out in front and lead because, you know, he's the biggest. Um, we want the biggest in the back because they initially get the wagon moving and they turn it. So the tongue that's on the wagon in between the two wheel horses is the one that actually turns the wagon. Front six can do whatever they want, but as soon as those wheel horses turn is when the wagon turns. So you want the smallest in the front because they need to cover the most ground on turns. Um, so they need to be quick. So when we go into a turn, you're holding you know, your back four big horses to the opposite side you're turning, and then you're pulling your lead and swing team to the way you want to go. So you know, you're going to get a big arcing turn, so they have to be able to move quick and cover that much ground. Now talk about taking care of this. Uh, this tack. It looks like quite a job to keep it looking like that. Yeah, so on show day we'll come in here and it takes two people about four hours to polish and wipe it off. Um, you know, if we got a week where we're doing a lot of shows, um, it's easier to come in here and polish it. And if that's the case, then, you know, we'll touch up the leather, the patent leather, you know, we'd make it look real nice. 
It's an incredible job, obviously, a lot of work. Um, talk a little bit about the accommodations now. This particular um, vehicle is just for tack. Um, so you have two other vehicles you travel with, and the horses travel in there. I notice you have nice bedding over there for them that, that's the, that looks like it's the dust-free, obviously, in a, in a trailer a lot. That's important. Talk about what their accommodations are like. I hear it's quite luxurious. Yeah, so... Uh when we travel with the trucks, uh, we stay in the same order. So the first truck holds four horses, and those portable stalls that we have in there will go in the back. The second truck will hold all six horse, the rest of the six horses, and this one will be third and has a wagon and harness. Um, we do use the dust-free shavings, and we'll put in there. Um, the two uh, horse trucks have fans and the windows, and the six-horse truck is the one that has the dogs in it as well. So each truck is equipped with cameras, so inside the cab we can watch everything that's happening inside there, along with backup cameras as well. Wow, precious cargo, able to keep an eye on them all the time. That's fantastic. And I hear very roomy and, and well-ventilated and fans, very comfortable, right? Oh, yeah, they, uh, they got enough room to move around, but not too much, you know, to give them too much freedom in there. I suppose you have to travel with your stalls because places you go don't always have stalls big enough, right? Yeah, something like this or we go to a fair, you know, we set up our stalls, um, set up a nice display, get the wagon out and uh, have people come in and see all they want. Fantastic. So this weekend, um, we're going to see you in action here at Live Oak International on Friday and on Sunday in the ring. Um, so people can come and watch that. They're also welcome to come by here in the barn um, and meet the horses and, and learn a little bit about them, which is an incredible experience. You're going to be here all weekend. Um, also going to be downtown on Saturday for the Horse Capital Parade presented by Live Oak International. Going to see you in the streets of downtown Ocala, which uh, will be absolutely thrilling. I hear the, the light post banners are going up today. So uh, we're, we're really, really excited uh, to have you here in the horse capital of the world. Anything else that you, you like to add other than our amazing weather? Uh, yeah, we, we love coming to Ocala. Uh, it's a beautiful place, horse capital. Um, everyone's nice here all the time, whether it be here at Live Oak or we sometimes stay over at the horse park. So uh, weather is usually beautiful for us to accommodate us here. I actually saw your horses at the horse park. I was thrilled to see them. I stopped and jumped out of my truck and said hi. <laughs> Lane, I want to thank you so much. It's such a pleasure uh, to meet you. Thank you for all the information. We, we all want to learn about the, about the Budweiser Clydesdales, and we all want to meet them this weekend, and we've got the perfect opportunity, March 5th to the 8th, here at Live Oak International at the Live Oak Stud. You can come and visit them right here in the barn. You can see them in action Friday and Sunday at Live Oak International in its 30th year, the most exciting equestrian event in Ocala. And don't forget the Horse Capital Parade presented by Live Oak International in downtown Ocala this Saturday night. I'm Louisa Barton for the Horse Talk Show.